Welcome to Permission to Fail, the podcast. My name is Bella Kaja and join me as I explore the stories about failures and how we can turn them into meaningful success. Each week, I discuss topics that matter to women and together with our experts in this subject matters, I hope you find strength amidst all life's challenges. This episode is in support of United Women Singapore. Michelle Lee, founder of Legacy Edge, hosted a three-part webinar series aimed to empower women with key financial skills where women learn the best-kept secrets about investing and how to protect their income as well as safeguard their wealth. Through the webinar, Michelle successfully raised $1,000 to support United Women Singapore's flagship Girls to Pioneers STEM program and their local anti-violence initiatives. Don't forget to visit Legacy Edge at www.legacyedge.sg to find out more about all your financial services needs. Hey everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of Permission to Fail, the podcast. And today, we have a very special guest who would be sharing with me her inspirational story on how her amazing success was based on a myriad of challenges and how she conquered them all. I personally am so honored to have her on my show today because she is truly someone who embodies what it means to really build something out of nothing. She has been featured on Straits Times, Generation Grid, as well as, get this, recently awarded the winner of Singapore's Young Entrepreneurs Award under her belt. What a pleasure to have you with me today. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing? Hi, Bella. I'm good. So honored to be on, on your podcast. I mean, like, we talked about this for a really long time. Yeah? Uh, I mean, like, I've always wanted to like hear more about you and what you have done and what you've achieved because I've seen your growth. I saw how you grew, you know. I would like to actually share a little bit more about Michelle. Um, uh, for those who are, are listening and tuning in for the very first time, uh, Michelle has become such a good friend eventually, you know. Uh, and, and I thank you, Michelle, for all of those times when, you know, uh, you've been there for me, even as my consultant, now and friend. Uh, it's just who you are. Uh, so, Michelle, tell me a little bit more about what you do. So for me, I'm in the business of empowering women to start investing and taking control of the finances. That's what I do. And I'm really proud of what this podcast is about is in line with the values that I have. Nice, nice. I mean, uh, allowing us to, you know, have permission to fail is not easy, uh, Michelle. I mean, we, the both of us have each, the both of us have like stories to share. Um, and, and so today, today's topic is about how to be numb to failures. I feel like um, to be numb to failures is, is, is a skill, it's a skill. And I don't feel like I am such an expert in numbing my, my failures uh, because I always like to think about it very, very deeply. So, Michelle, numbing our failures, what, what, do you think is, what do you think that is? So when you talk about failures, right, Bella, I think I'm the best, one of the best person to talk about it. Okay? Because since young, I'm, I've always been failing from my school to my career to life. Right. So when I was, since I was young, I was never really the best in studying. 
Okay, especially when I got into uh, college. So recently, my mom passed me happily. She said, while packing her house, she said, hey, I found your report cards. You know, mm. your primary school and um, your secondary school and there was a JC report card as well. So I was taking a look at it. I saw how much I was struggling, right, in my education. Not because that I'm stupid or what, but I really struggle in terms of my family circumstances and I just kept failing at, at school because emotionally um, there wasn't any support from school and teacher you know teachers judge you in the past mm-hmm. right they, they are very harsh on you they slap you they abuse you mm-hmm. right? and they create a very bad um, trauma in our lives you like it or not so for me every time I try very hard to study I wish right if let's say I could turn mm-hmm. back that I wish I didn't spend so much time studying okay like trying to prove myself so hard but really enjoy my childhood and enjoy learning instead of having to force myself to uh, memorize everything and regurgitate everything into examination. Only yeah. to come out in the society and realize that hey, all this that we have learned, okay, those, algorit- those uh, algorithms in AMATS, you know, EMATS, never use them, okay, unless you are an engineer. I'm not, I'm not in yeah. engineering, right? Of course, that, that, is, that is not what it is. So for me, when I moved to college, okay, I, I, I tasted my first failure in life. Okay, I got retained in junior college. So in Singapore, let's say you go into a junior college, you represent the top 20% of the cohort. Right? But of mm-hmm. course, getting into a neighborhood college, it means that I'm at the lower percentile. Right? And coming from a lower income family, it was a struggle okay, to be in school without additional tuition. Right? And mm-hmm. I have to spend a lot of time um, studying right and self-revision but at home there was so much thing happening at home i lost my dad when yeah. i was 14 and my mom is going through depression and she has borderline personality disorder right and it affects me greatly so much that i really wanted to give up life and school yeah yeah, yeah. so that was my yeah. first taste of um failure especially when i didn't make it through the promotional exams that was wow. my first day. Yeah, so can you imagine first day of yeah. school in your year one again? Yeah, your yeah. repeated year. The principal, yeah. first thing the principal says that the principal label us as retainees. Yeah. yeah. You retainees, you know. So we have yeah. this mindset in us that we are retainees. And he said this story until now, I still can remember me. And today I can see him again. I'll just tell him in the face <laughs> that, um, you know, you are wrong. Okay, so he said this. Um, all of you have wasted 12 months of your life, okay? If let's say as a graduate in a university, you would have made 2.5K a, a month. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. So uh, 2.5K, right, will be 30K a year. So you have wasted 30K a year, okay, waste your parents' money, waste your time. 30K is a lot of money. Yeah. So that's the first thing that he said already. So as a college student, that's traumatic. I was, yeah, I was yeah, trying that's hard traumatic. to yeah. calculate so how, how can I make back this 30K? Yeah, that was the first thing. So uh, I lost interest in studying. Nevertheless, of course, I did. Okay, I skipped school a lot to work. Mm. You, know, you know, that sentence actually made an impact in me. That yeah. I realized that I didn't want to study anymore. I want to make more money. Yeah. So that yeah. continued. Okay, I skipped, I skipped school during, like, I worked during the PC show four days. Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
Wow. Yeah. So Thursdays, Friday, I would skip school. <laughs> so these four days on good days can make me 1,800 to 1,000. Really good. <laughs> just considering that wow. I don't get any money from, from my parents, right, from my mom. So, but of course, it affected my results. Okay, I didn't do well in my um, A-levels. Okay, even then, right, every now and then in the past, I do have nightmares of me retaking my A-levels. Wow. I basically failed my A-levels and couldn't get into a local university. I had to go to a private U. Yeah, so that was my second failure in life already. That must be very hard, Michelle, because like what, what, what piqued me was like, you're, you're probably like 18, 19 when this happened. You know, just five years down or four years down since your dad left. And this must, um, this must have really um, left a huge impact in the way you look at life, right? Uh, and I think you're determined to change that. But the question is, like, how do you know that you wanted to change that part of you to be better? Um, Bella, when you are young, in your teenage years, you never have it figured it out. Never know. I was just like a lost soul. Every day I was thinking, when can I you know, quickly just get done with education and just, you know, move on with life, have my own income, you know, have my own place and really just be in control, right? There's there's no way, there's no way that I could do. The only thing that I did, that I think I, 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 I did desperately so that I could change my life was that I read a lot, Bella. Mm. I read a lot because that was the cheapest thing to do. You can just go to a national library, you know, and then you just spend hours reading. And this book, this book really changed my life. This book called uh, The Women Millionaire Next Door. Mm, mm. Right? And it showcased a lot of women who gone through failures in life, like how I did, and became very successful in what they do. Right? And, you know, most importantly, they make a lot of uh, impact in people's life. So the 16 or 17 years old me was like, okay, that's what I want to do. I want to become a millionaire. Right, and I shared that to that goal to my mother and my sister, and they laugh at me. Right, mm. they say you retainy, you know, you can't even get your studies right. You want to be millionaire or what? Toilet, right? And you know, Bella, the moment I got retained, the bad news came. Um, my sister and my mom just took turns to verbally abuse me. Right, and every morning without fail, I will wake up with um uh, my tears. Right, my face are uh, soaked in my pillow. Uh, my my tears, my my face on the pillow that is soaked with my tears. Yeah, that was how tough my life was. I spent like I can remember spending like twenty two hours sleeping. The only time I get out of my, uh, space was to get food or to just uh clean myself. That was how terrible it is. And every day, it was very depressing. It, it was hard. Time was very hard to go by. Okay, until, until my environment changed. I moved into a new environment. I have new friends, again, new teachers. And that was when I really, really changed to become more positive, Bella. Okay, I found myself a part-time job where I was able to go out and meet more people and talk to people, right? And I got my first thing as a promoter. I sold uh, in cartridges, then uh, went on to selling laptops. And that was when I realized my passion lies in. Right and my strength. That was when, right during my darkest moment, I found my strength. Right, mm. my strength in communicating with people. I saw, like you know, I in four days I could sell like seventy over laptops. Wow, right? and it's not a popular brand, by the way. Yeah, I I mm. could talk to people in a group, and you know, at one time I could sell like uh ten laptops at a go. Yeah, that 
was how I realized that I, I do have the influence to persuade and, and you know, convince people and help them to make informed decisions, even at the age of 17 years old. Wow, look at yeah. that. 17, 17 years old. This is amazing. And not all teenagers are, are as forward thinking as you are. And you mentioned about like how, you know, you couldn't even feel like, you know, you want to get up the next morning and you're even thinking of like, you know, how tough it is to even live your life. For 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 teenagers who are listening in and tuning in, right? Um, and if they are hearing you for the first time, right? And uh, what are some of the things that you wish you can tell them about life, you know, you were there once upon a time, at seventeen years old, just thinking of like all the negativity that has uh, that has fallen onto you, and and how you told yourself, you know what, this is not it. I can change my life. And if if someone were to hear this, what can you tell them, Michelle? At seventeen years old, I never, I keep complaining. Like, why do all these things happen to me? There's so much pressure, you know, from school, from your parents, you know, from friends and teachers, right? And for me, I really cried a lot. Okay, I doubted myself whether I could really even make it in life, right? At that point of time, I told myself, if let's say I really can make it, okay, I will want to share my story with people who's going through this kind of dark moments as me, especially when you are like semi-adult, right? Trying to, you're already grown up, but actually not really grown up, you're still trying to figure things out, right? Mm. So I want to say is that, at the end of the day, you only can connect uh, the dots, the dots backwards. That's that's a quote by Steve Jobs, right? I always think that uh, think that uh, things don't happen to you, things happen for you, right? And all these things uh, make me became stronger. And uh, for me, as a seventeen year old, I tried really hard to make a lot of money. Really, you, you know, on weekends people are studying. I'm spending my weekends doing part-time job. And during those moments, you know, I, I cry. You know, when I see family having their meals as a family at uh, restaurants or, you know, I'll be like, why am I here selling laptops, right? I, I could have that kind of life, right? But I don't have, I'm here making money, you know, for myself, for my own future. But it's just so hard. And I hope that this, you know, one day will pay off. But I never know how. I just did what I could. Okay, and of course, education in Singapore is still very important. Okay, no matter how hard you want to give up, I think it's still a stepping stone to, to, to life. Okay, otherwise, you might have to take a longer route. Okay, of course, I've known people who have made it without education, but what I'm trying to say is going to be much harder. Yeah. Okay? yeah you're not true. going to use the mainstream education like a degree or what. At least, you know, these people who might know, they do, they do invest in self-improvement causes you know that's what i did right i read a lot of books yeah you know yeah yeah even as yeah. i grew up I, i'm still you know self-improving and that is very important yeah right and i also want yeah. to remind everybody right despite all these uh tough moments god is still with me right and i think he's always with you as well yeah he will never want to forsaken you okay and remember i repeat things happen for you not to you yeah very, very well said. And and I think that both of us have a lot in common because one of the biggest things is that we both are very, uh, we are religious. I, I mean, we don't, I cannot, we cannot measure how religious we are, but we believe in the word of uh, God, right? God um, feel, so fearing, I, we fear God. Yeah, God fearing, yeah, God fearing, right? So 
I think that's one of the beacon of like you know your compass for sure. Even though we are down and all that kind of thing, there was definitely that beacon of light that like you know God has actually put you in that that path. Because if He truly had forsaken you, you wouldn't be where you are today, Michelle. Yes, Sarah. I but I never had, I never knew it. Yeah, I wasn't uh, from a Christian family. I only got into the religion when I only got to know about God when I was um in my current career where I met, uh, you know, like-minded people and they share the gospel nice. to me and I get nice. to know God. You know, I, you know, you know, the years, even the years that I graduated and did well in my career, I wasn't happy at all, right? I was still very bitter about what happened to me. My relationship with my mother was really strained. And, you know, although financially I was really capable, but, you know, without God, there wasn't any happiness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that our religion and our faith uh, keeps us grounded as well. And this is something that I, I really admire about you, Michelle. So, let's talk about nature versus nurture. Uh, we understand already that when you grew up, like uh, you didn't have that kind of environment that was atypical of a Singaporean family, right? Um, and, and therefore, you decided to change um, your fate because of this, right? So, do you feel like your success today? Firstly, tell us, you know, what is um, your definition of success, all right? And then tell us, do you, do you reckon that the success that you have today is loosely based on nature or nurture? Okay, success to me is when you help more people to achieve what they want to achieve in life, okay? It may not be in monetary terms, right? To me, you are successful if I say you are helping the underprivileged, even though you are struggling yourself, right? And... That is what is most important to me, okay, having a yeah. kind heart to serve. For me, if you ask, is it nurture or nature? When I was younger, I did think about that a lot because as a teenager, you know, you take the long route to school on a bus to save money. You have a lot of time to think about such things. <laughs> I think about it, hey, look at, look at us, okay? You know, Bella, both me and you belong to a big family. Okay, I have three siblings. You have uh, four. Five, right? yeah, Five, Five, right? Yeah, yeah. so... So you see, all of us are being nurtured under the same parents, right? But we all turn out differently, right? In terms yeah. of our motivation and everything. So to me, I think both nurture and nature has a significant on our life, okay? Mm. Nature-wise, yeah. okay, this can't be changed. But nurture-wise, you can choose, you know, what kind of environment you want to be in when you become yeah. an adult. Do you feel like you have any regrets with the work that you do now? You know, like, uh, I understand what's your role now. Technically, I know your profession, right? But do you have any regrets of doing the work that you do now? Because you could have done so many more things like humanitarian efforts, you know, with your, with your you know, with your, your, uh, your level of giving, right? You know, you can, cho you can choose that path. But do you feel like your career now is, uh, is something that you absolutely love? Okay, to me... My philosophy in life is live with no regrets, okay? So I have no regrets in my career. I believe that this is where God wants me to be in, okay? And I also believe that at different times, you know, God, in God's timing, sometimes our paths may change, but as of now, I'm really passionate in whatever I do. Um, there's no more joy than helping people to see their wealth grow, you know, and making a significant part of their financial life. 
Yeah, yeah. How long have you been in the industry, Michelle? And and oh. why why do you choose this? I mean, you went from selling laptops when you were younger, and now you're selling something else. Or, or like, are you really selling? No, we're not selling anything, right? We are actually helping. So tell us a little bit more about what you do now. Every day we are selling. Every day, yeah. even if you are not, you are selling the you to your employer why they need to hire you. You are yeah. selling to your child why. They have to eat their vegetable. Right? Yeah. Every day we are selling. <laughs> so for me, um, I I chose this career okay because of my family circumstances. Okay, my father passed away at the age of forty three to uh have hepatitis B liver failure, and uh, he died without any insurance. And not only that, he left with a lot of debts. So we had loan sharks coming after us. It was very traumatic, and. It left a very significant impact on me to the extent that I told myself if ever I have to leave the world as a young person, I will never want to burden my family. So I bought my first policy when I was uh, 20 years old. Right? Wow. It was a saving plan, you know, in the event that at least with the money I save, okay, there will be a payout, something, you know, to pay off my funeral expenses. I don't want to burden any of <laughs> my family members. So that's the first thing I did, okay, of course, to wow. get a critical illness plan. Then I realized that the, the level of service that was given to me was substandard. And I felt that so much more can be done in the industry, mm-hmm. right? And I think I could have done it better and I can help even more significantly than what the, the other party has done. So I told myself, hey, perhaps, you know, this is a career that I want to pursue because I'm, I want to study rich people. I want to study how people get out of, you know, uh, their, their poverty that, and become financially yeah, free. Yeah. And this is the career that will equip me with the skill set to financial freedom. Yeah. So at the age of 20, I started studying for the exams, right? And it's been 11 years. Wow. Yep. 11 years. This is like, this is already like you've spent thousands of hours on this uh, skill set and you've met a lot of people I'm very sure Michelle Definitely. a lot a lot, lot so so okay so um on that note any any lessons to learn from the people that you've met so people so Bella I also spoke about this to my sister I say think about this when we were younger right what would make us happy when we have a lot of toys agree you just have you know your you ask a child their child is you ask the child make a wish, they say they will say that I wish to have many, many, many toys in the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But does it really make the child happy? No, because there were only one more. Right? But <laughs> yeah. when people grow up, become adults, they are also like this. They say that they want more things, right? They want yeah. more house, yeah. bigger house, more car, more yeah. properties. So yeah. with this philosophy that I've seen, okay, so many people yeah. I've met, okay, people who are truly happy are people mm-hmm. who live below their means. And they are grateful for what they have, mm. right? People who keep chasing after materialistic things in life mm. and focus on themselves, they are not happy at all. And you see them getting into depression, you know, um, you see that they get into trouble with law, right? Because of greed, right? And that is, that is what I want to, uh, what I've learned, right? Is to be content with what you have you do your best to serve others with what you have. Okay? The more you give, the more you receive. Mm, the more you give, the more you receive, right? That's very true. 
that's very true. Sometimes when we want to give um something or we actually want to extend our help, we're always thinking like, okay, but what am I going to get in return, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. No, it, it, it might not be immediate, but you definitely ask yourself, okay, I'm helping this person, but like truly, can she help me back at the end of the day? Uh, and it's not easy to um, just help for the sake of helping. Definitely. You have to come from a space where you have infinite source of patience and you have infinite source of love which is very hard and we were just talking about this after the show we were just talking about what is what is, why is god testing us challenging us it is so hard uh to actually just uh, be kind it's so hard to be kind especially when people are so bad to us especially when people are so mean to us and we were just talking about how do we do this michelle right um that you know it's okay it's okay if you know if you feel down it's okay not to feel okay it's okay to feel lost even though you've helped that person and the person did not um thank you at the end of the day um, and it's all about give us gain right right at the end of the day you know what you're gonna gain uh, gain at the end of the day so i really admire you michelle and i know you personally and i work with you personally too you know but not many people know of your story and your struggle what is written on the in the papers and having this conversation with you is two separate things because mm-hmm. when you're written in the papers, right, it's in that narrative. People can write about you in a certain way. But when you get to know a person truly the way I know you, right, and, and it has been such a wonderful year. I, I've known you since last year, right? Uh, and, and you have been so helpful with, uh, you know, with the, the work that I do. And you have been so caring and so uh, intuitive. And the word here is intuitive where you know you know how to, you know how to um, just listen. And that is a skill, Michelle. To listen is a skill. And, and and the thing about Michelle, right, for those who are listening, she listens to the things that, that you're not saying. Do you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Michelle, right? <laughs> you listen to the things that people are not saying, right? And and to do that with so much, um, you know, with what you went through in the past when you were younger. And, and Michelle, do you mind just telling us, how old are you now? I'm 32 years young. <laughs> <laughs> for a while we're like thinking okay. <laughs> so I'm 35 and we are all in our 30s right we are 35 years young yeah, yeah. right uh, and we have a lot to say on social media and we will Definitely. say things sometimes uh, and then sometimes like you know what you get back on social media sometimes can be nasty right um, even though you've given so how, how do you deal with that? Like, are you grown like, your, your followers from like, you know, a few hundred to now 20,000 followers across the globe, right? Yeah. It's not just a Singapore, um, in the Singapore context. Now you've worked towards like, you know, really impacting others outside the Singapore context. How do you deal with online hate? Okay. So Bella, for me, okay, I don't like to talk about my emotions online like you you are so like real <laughs> you show up on both sides <laughs> I do less yeah I, I do less of that okay, because I have clients on my social media and I don't want to appear you know like show my sad moments uh, because social media is all about happiness yeah right but of course uh, I do face with haters in the sense that they are jealous of what you do right they accuse you of things like stealing their content you know and etc you know they confront you that kind of thing yeah. and they accuse you instead of being nice and you know because it's such a competitive space right people have this uh mindset of lack right so to me people who are haters like this they they give negative words to stop you from doing good right when you have haters it means that you're doing something right look at all the famous 
you know, influencer that you know, you go to see, uh, you see Gary Vee, you see Xia Xie, right? So, sometimes I see like, wow, they have even more hate comments, you know? And, you know, they just leave it dead because it's so many to delete, right? For, yes. You know, for <laughs> us, still got at least five or ten are still manageable, right? Um, and somebody asked me, somebody said, hey, I don't want to do social media because of people like this. Then I'm like, why? Why yeah. do you discredit dis- your your followers, your people yeah. who, you know, love you, who love your content, right? Yeah. Why are you focusing on the haters? We shouldn't yeah, be focusing on them. They are a compliment to me, to yeah. us, right? I'm yeah. happy for them, right? At least they know that they know that I'm making a significant in life, right? Yeah. You can either be mediocre, okay? nobody will ever, you know, uh, yeah. look at you. Or you yeah, could be correct. someone high up there. Okay, people can bring you down, but people can admire you as well. So why do yeah. you want to be mediocre in life? Right? Mm. Be the best that you can be. So that you know you you honor your 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 people who love you and respect you. And this is how you move past that online hate, right? Because uh with social media you can you can rebuild yourself. You can yes. you can share. You can share the things that would motivate <laughs> others, right? Definitely. Uh, even, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's what I admire about you because like uh, your social media has grown to become such a such a community. You've built such a community, right? Uh the like for example, just you know, you talking about crypto for women, you teaching women how to invest. These are the things that like uh, is very rare uh, for us to hear on social media about someone who is so invested in women's um uh, women's growth. Because women's Bella, growth. people wouldn't do things that are free and don't add yeah. value to them, right? They are only yeah. they are only concerned with what do I get in return, right? For me, I reached a level where I have everything. Right, I I just all I have to do is just give. As long as I have time, I'll give you the time. I give you my knowledge, right? And at the same time, you know those that are in my network, you know at least we have the power to do good things together, right? We donate to charities. We help others. Okay, just be useful to people. Just be of value, right? I give mm. massive value to my followers, and that is how I gain traction and followings, right? Yeah. And remember, what is the goal of the haters? They live in a mis- they live in a miserable life. They live in hate. And their goal is to bring you down to be like them. So you stop doing what you are doing. Okay? Because you are, they know that, you know, they believe that whatever they do would affect you and you will stop doing what you do. And no way, the more people try to put me, the more I will keep doing. Right? Of course. Even yeah. brighter. <laughs> right? That, that is how life should be. Yeah. Okay? Become yeah. stronger than, you know, what, what people want you to be. Yeah, yeah. So even if you want to live your life um on social, I mean authentically and like uh, the way you know you want to share, there's no harm in sharing yeah. what you feel. Don't do it for the sake of the likes, people. Don't yes. do it. Don't, don't do it for the sake of popularity. Do it because it's you. Because like uh, look at the way you know Michelle has you know engaged people on social media. That's her. Look at the way I engage people on social media. That's that's me. There's no right or wrong. Correct, Michelle. Everybody is entitled to their views. Right, your map, your map is not my territory. Yes, you can feel this way. That that is your view, right? But doesn't mean that I have to accept your view or you have to accept my view. Yeah. Right. Correct. We all have our own Correct. mindset and you know own belief. But as long yeah. as we are not com- committing a crime, we are not against the law, then I'm free to you know voice and voice out what I want, yeah. whatever I want. Right. Yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. have to stop me, okay, to make your point. I'm not forcing my views on into your throat. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's all about sometimes it's also all about respect and the thing about mm-hmm. online comments and things like that. Sometimes it can be very nasty to the point where it's disrespectful. So, this is a reminder to all our listeners to actually take that step back, be discerning. If you want to react, take a pause because what you are what you're leaving behind as a comment is a digital footprint. So like uh, all of those things um, um, are something that, you know, me and Michelle, we went through all of these things and, and we hope that like this changes the way you look at online comments in the future, all right? So um, today we talk about, you know, numbing our failures and we have here again, Michelle, who is talking about the way she actually numbs herself to all the failures that, you know, she has went through and how she has succeeded, how she learned how to fail forward. I always mention it's not about failing, it's about failing forward, right? So that process is painful, Michelle. It's painful. Sometimes it is, is, most times it's emotional, right? And you have continued to, you know, you have continued to, you know, be uh, to motivate yourself every single day. How do you wake up in the morning and be self-motivating? It is not easy. It is not easy to be self-motivating um, and to go past from like, you know, what you have done in your life before and then to go and look into the future and be visionary and, you know, you want this for your life. How do you manifest that success for yourself? Like, what are some of the skills that we can learn from you? Okay, so basically there's two parts to this question. Number one is how I numb my failures and number two, how do I stay self-motivated all the time, right? Yeah. So let's look at the first question, okay? How do I numb my feelings to be numb, be numb to failures? I'm not saying that you should be numb to your feelings, be numb to failures. So think about this. When we were a child, okay, or look at little children who are trying to learn how to walk, right, or how to cycle, do you see them crying all the time when they fail? No, right? They just keep trying, right? <laughs> how do you see how the world yeah. has been as we grow up? We yeah. take failures too seriously, right? We spend mm. too much time feeling sad and angry over spilled milk, right? Like after exams uh, result, you see people crying, go to the washroom and cry over a common test result or their A-level results and all this. But, you know, as a child, our failures are celebrated. Right, when we fall, you know, when you know we fall, what people clap for us. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, keep going, you know. Like even yourself when you fall, when you see a keep fall, they just laugh it off. Right? And that's how failure should be nowadays. Right? Look at you know, now it's Olympics, right? People who fail, right? They feel sad, but they move on and they come back, you know, years later be- become better. For me, yeah. I use my failure as a motivation. Okay, and that is how I stay self-motivated. Okay, I stay self-motivated by focusing on what could have been done better okay, than before. Okay, I stay focused with the goals that I set for myself. I take baby steps. Right? I, mm. I stay motivated because I'm reminded of okay, the purpose that I have on life. And I appreciate that life has limited time. And that is why I keep doing what I do because I know that based on you know, my dad's life, we the, the mysterious part about life is we do not know when our life ends right mm-hmm. and before that we want to complete okay whatever that you know we god have set up us to do or what we have promised others that we want to do okay that is about honoring your yourself and people around you and be the best that you can be yeah okay? so yeah. imagine like yeah. every day you have 24 hours only 
right? And 24 hours is, take it that, okay, it's $24 million. Okay, it's, it's the amount of money that I'm going to give you to invest. How are you going to invest this $24 million? All right, so that yeah. is how I view my time. Wow, look at that. So wise, Michelle, so wise. And and you you have the, all this wisdom, these nuggets of wisdom is only because you went through a lot of failures. You've learned from them and you want to be a better person and not just to yourself, but to your family and to the community. <laughs> it's such a dedication, right? Yes, everybody right? listening to this, you need to change your perspective about failures, right? So in my line of business, I'm, I'm in the financial advisory so you know in sales in sales okay um numbers game is very important okay it's all about numbers game right the more people you meet the more you know the more success you get right so same thing mm. right to me every time i meet someone new in the past because i was really in the mass market in the cold market i'll be like oh today i'm going to meet someone right it's like a wild card to me right and somebody rejected me i'll go i will go back to office happy smiling and my colleague was like hey so how you close case then i said no the person rejected me and say huh then why how come you can be so happy that's okay <laughs> think about this right yeah it takes 10 people to reject me before i get one yes so this is one down right i'm left with nine more to go is it's something to celebrate yeah yeah right yeah it's like wow okay i didn't see that I say yes, that, that yeah. is how life should be. Celebrate your failures. And just think about what could have been better. How can you improve the next meeting when you meet someone, right? Mm-hmm. Read mm-hmm. about, you know, if you read biography, I like to read about failures of others so that I don't have to go through that kind of same failure, right? People who have been successful, ask them, okay? Nobody has been successful without failing first. I know, right? Oh my goodness. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about this because... I've went through a lot in my life as well, um, and and to start the business, to do you know to do what I do, uh, to go through what I went through uh, during uh, COVID period and things like that. Um, is a lot of these baby steps that makes you um, in that that really uh, your character is established because of the failures that you that you you're uh, right. if, yeah you have met um, in your life. So like um, so that's a thing. Uh, we also talked about, you know, with all of this, right? The reason to both of us, Michelle, right? Uh, Michelle and I, we resonate with each other because you see, she was the one who actually told me and reminded me about this concept called the abundance mindset, right? Uh, and success comes in many, many forms. And one of the biggest traits uh, that I know of Michelle is that she has the ability to truly, truly collaborate and go beyond the distance, um, you know, for someone, for anyone. And you talk a lot about abundance mindset, Michelle. So what does abundance mindset mean to you? Abundance mindset means uh, that you, you know that there is more than enough for the world to go around. Okay, you believe that by giving to this person, okay, it doesn't mean that you have less. Or for example, some people say, hey, wow, this person, I give this business to this person. It means that wow, there is lesser people in the crowd for me. Right, abundance mindset means you give, you just keep giving because you believe that the universe, okay, or God will reward you with more. Right, you you never yeah. think that there is there is lack. You never think that today, for example, by sharing my knowledge with fellow practitioners, I will think that hey, wow, why should I share my trade, my secrets with them, right, or my you know my strength with them? Then you know everybody will go to them. But how many clients can you really have as a digital marketer? 
Bella. <laughs> right, that's exactly. more than enough to go around, right? Then why not you yeah. collaborate, right? And have a yeah. power where people see you as the, you know, thought leader in the industry. Isn't it better? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's a thing about abundance mindset, especially in today's context where it is so competitive. Everyone is competing with each other. Um, there is a, is another a, digital marketer, there's another practitioner, another speaker, another uh, financial dog advisor. Dog world, right? yeah. a, it has become a dog eat dog world. And because of that, we lack so much empathy. Um, uh, so much empathy, uh, um, you know, for others, and that's the thing that I don't understand. Um, the idea of like truly, when you give, um, you know, you will get, uh, you know, it in return, even if it's not monetarily, uh, you will get satisfaction, fulfillment, happiness out of helping someone, and and this is why Michelle and I, um, we resonate, and and that is why I I I am just gonna say this in the future, you know, I you will see more of Michelle and I collaborating for a lot of things because there's just so much that. We we want to do for everyone so yeah especially women right michelle especially Definitely. women yeah so uh tell us tell us right it has been such a wonderful time with you uh you have been so knowledgeable so open to share you know your thoughts and your story um and and like i said i admire you for going through all those teen teenagehood right they call it the pain that you went through and how you're coming you know how you bounce back 10 years on right 10 years on 11 years on right in in this case right um and how you have failed forward and you are an epitome of success michelle so this is your time to tell us a little bit more about your business and how we can contact you to learn more about what you can do for women and how you can teach us to invest go for it michelle so for me i mentioned i'm in the business of growing money Okay, empowering women to start investing. And I'm always uh, active on social media, on Instagram at Ask Michelle Lee. So feel free to just chat me up, you know, and if let's say you, you are in, you have, you share the same value as us, empowering women, and you, you have a business that you think that we can collaborate to our network of women, feel free to reach me. Yes, yes, yes. And by the way, by the way, I have asked Michelle for so many financial advice. <laughs> I can come from crypto to everything, right? So Michelle, thank you so much. Um, it has been such a wonderful time with you just talking to you and learning from you. Uh, if there's something else that you would like to add to our listeners who are tuning in, um, what would you like to say to them about learning how to numb, uh, to numb ourselves with failures? Anything else that you would like to add? Just keep feeling, embrace failure. Okay, never let it stop you from your next success. Wow! <laughs> I love that. I love that, Michelle. Yeah, they could have just yeah. been one step away from success from that failure. Correct. That you... <laughs> and it's an inch away and you can't see it, but trust trust in the process, Stacey. Yep. Trust the process. Enjoy the journey. Failing forward should be the key reason why we are successful. So thank you so much, Michelle. Don't forget to catch her on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at Ask Michelle Lee. You can also visit her website at www.askmichellelee.com to find out more about how Michelle can truly help anyone with learning how to invest and grow our investments and beyond. Yeah. So thank you, Michelle, for being with me today. Welcome. Have a good day, everybody.